Propinico is about choosing to do something good for your body because you love yourself and instead of feeling like you have to buy a product as a ticket to get to one set standard of beauty. Hi, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening this week. Yeah, we have an exciting guest. I say that every week, but we we do. Yeah, I am really excited for this one. I feel like this was one of the ones where we didn't know Carolyn before we recorded with her. We had only talked to her once briefly on the phone, but even from that first phone conversation, I felt like we just had such a good synergy with her and I knew it was going to be a great episode and it's it was really cool hearing her whole story, her own personal journey with hormonal acne and then how she created Kapina. So it's a great episode. Yeah, and it definitely like resonated with me because I also struggled with a hormonal acne throughout my 20s and that's been a constant challenge. So yeah, you'll hear all about Carolyn and Copinico in the episode, but Copinico essentially is plant-based collagen powders to really heal you from the inside out. Yeah, so we've both used collagen for a long time and we've both noticed the benefits. Like we've talked about it a lot and the product I used to use was not Copina, but from the first time I started using it, I noticed a difference. And I actually posted about this recently, just on our feed, answering all the classic questions about what collagen is and where it comes from and everything. And really it is extremely beneficial in improving the health of your skin and even like your joints and your bones. It helps with like the muscle recovery um, and everything like that. So definitely look at the post if you want to learn a little bit more about collagen. But what we love about Coquina specifically is that it's plant-based and most collagen is not. So not to say that all the other brands are not using good sources. Like there are brands that are using great sources for their collagen, but of course there are a ton of people who live a plant-based lifestyle and who are vegan and might not even realize that collagen is not vegan. So it's really cool what Kina does because they make a specific blend that's not just it's not just like taking collagen peptides. It actually has adaptogens and a ton of different like plant-based ingredients, like plant medicine that helps your body to actually produce more collagen. So as you get older, your body slows down its production of collagen and this just helps speed it back up. And I've been trying it for the past couple of weeks and I actually love it. So definitely look out on our feed for more recipes to come. It's so much fun to cook with and even just to make like a latte with their matcha flavor or even the cacao blend. There's a few different kinds. So we're huge fans. Yeah. And I love that Carolyn makes so many great recipes and her feed is just so aesthetically pleasing with such great inspiration for ways to use all of the products and all the collagen powders. And you've been taking advantage of that and making such amazing things. So follow Carolyn look at Carly's recipes. They're all great. And we just ordered, I just ordered a ton more of Copina and we have a code right now. So you can use our code mostly balanced at checkout for 10% off. So please try and we hope you love Carolyn's story. Yes, we're very excited for it. And before we dive into the episode, we always like to just catch up a little bit here in the intro. As you know, we've done a couple solo episodes and we'll do more, but it's just fun for us to chat in the beginning and for everyone to get to know us a little bit better. So it's actually kind of funny because I'm always thinking this is like when we catch up too, just with each other. I feel like before we do these intros, because we'll text throughout the week, but it's not the same when you're not hanging out with someone in person and everything we can't do right now. So it's fun to get on these little recordings and catch up. 
Yeah. And it's so funny. Carly and I, I mentioned this last episode, we have not seen each other in person since we started this podcast, which is crazy. And also just since you moved to Chicago, anytime I visited Chicago, you were back in New York, just always missed each other. So I just came from Chicago and Carly is of (laughs) course in New Falls. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. I feel like, yeah. So you were just in Chicago for what, like three days, like a long weekend. And (laughs) of course it was honestly like a week and a half after I got back here so I don't know when we're ever going to see each other again it's really sad but I mean I do know because it will it won't be that long from now we'll be hanging out a lot again but yeah it's really funny that we've started this whole podcast we now have this is our eighth episode ninth episode this is our ninth episode wow yeah Yeah. (laughs) our ninth episode yeah and even more recorded so I'm so excited for everything that we have coming up all the guests that we have scheduled to record with and that we already have recorded with yes I know we have a lot coming for you so please continue listening and rate and review us I know we talked a little bit about this but one of the reasons that we even started this podcast and our Instagram account and everything was because you and I love talking to each other about the different things that we're trying, the different things we're doing, new workouts, new products, everything like that. And I feel like it's so fun to share that with all of our listeners and everybody who is part of our Instagram community. So we thought it would be fun if we could do like a little segment in the intro of our episode where we each talk about something new that we tried the week before and something that we're planning on trying this coming week. So what's something new that you've tried maybe in like the past couple of weeks? It's relevant for this episode because, again, we're talking a lot about Carolyn's journey with hormonal treatment and her struggle with her skin over the years. And I had a very similar situation going to dermatologists. And I was put on a strict skincare routine of using CeraVe. And I was so sad to get rid of all of my products that I loved. But I was gifted some Tatcha-based cleanser and lotion, and I've been using it. And I'm always hesitant to try new things because I do have the tendency to break out, but this product is, it's a Japanese beauty line. I love the story of the founder. She was struggling with skin issues of her own. Perfect for this podcast. She was not happy with her corporate job and she left to fulfill this passion for finding a really pure, clean beauty line. And she studied a lot of Japanese beauty and launched this product. So I've been trying the cleanser and the water cream. And it's so great. It's so light. And I haven't had any breakouts. And it's just like the most refreshing, wonderful smell. And it's made with all great ingredients and Japanese nutrients. And really, the Japanese just are so into beauty and into making their products with all care and great ingredients. So I love that that is actually seen in the product and has been really helpful for my skin. Yeah, I love the sound of water cream. It does sound very light and refreshing. Right? (laughs) You just want to use it. At night too or just in the morning? Either both morning and night because I've been trying to at first slowly bring a new product back into my skincare routine. So I've been using, yeah, I'll use the cleanser morning and night cream water morning and night. Well, maybe I'll have to try it out because I'm always looking for new clean skincare. And a dermatologist mm-hmm. said that to me once too about using like just CeraVe or CeraVe. Mm-hmm. And I guess I honestly, I feel like a lot of that comes from the fact that they know that so many of the other products that you could buy would have a ton of ingredients that aren't good for you. And that one's just like so basic. But I have noticed a huge difference in my skin since just trying to focus on mostly like 
natural products. There mm-hmm. are still some brands and products that like I love some masks and stuff that I know probably don't have the best ingredients, but you do notice a difference even in how it feels on your skin when it's something light like that. Yes. Definitely. And for me, I feel like I already talked about it. I think it was Copina is something new that I've tried and I really, really like it. And I'm definitely going to keep it in my kind of regular routine when it comes to food. I feel like most often I put it in my smoothies. So most often I'm using the just plain, they have just like an original plain one that doesn't have any flavor, or any sweetener, which is what I like because you can just add it to your smoothies and you don't even taste it. But then, yeah, I also have ordered the matcha and the collagen. And so I've baked with those. And I actually like haven't tried just making them into a latte yet, just because I've mm-hmm. been putting it. Has, it's not really like latte time of year, unless I made like a nice latte. But yeah, so that's something that I've tried. And then I think I have so many things that I want to try, but I think that the biggest thing that's on my list to try in the next couple of weeks is probably shouldn't add any more workouts into my routine because there's so many I love right now, but I've really been wanting to try jabs by Gina. I've seen a bunch of people post about it. And then we messaged with her a little bit on Instagram and I feel like it looks like such a fun workout. Yeah, definitely. I want to try that too. I have not decided what my thing for next week is going to be. So find something good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll definitely start reviewing our workouts more. I mean, we post a ton about the ones we're doing and that's how I honestly find out about workouts I want to try is just seeing people post about them on social media. So I think that it'll be cool when we start to incorporate more like reviews. I think we've both been trying so many new things. For us, we want to like actually know how we feel about it and how it's like affecting us and everything before we give like our full opinion. But we definitely have some go-tos that we've been doing a lot of. So definitely keep an eye on our feed and on the blog and which is other exciting news we haven't talked about, but that was new this past week, but a lot more to come on there. Yeah. And one thing about reviewing workouts right now and seeing them on social media, it's great because we're all home and any workout anyone's reviewing anywhere, you can most likely try. So that's exciting. Yeah, I'm sure. We will link all of the products we talked about today in our show notes. We'll put the code there for your Copina Co. so you can order your collagens. And yeah, this will be a fun segment for every intro. Yeah, and trust us, after listening to the episode, you're definitely going to want to try it out because even just hearing Carolyn's story is what made me think I need to try this product just because you could tell so much care went into her developing it and building it from the ground up. And it's just really cool when you hear all of that and then actually being able to order that product in the mail and see how much you love it and everything. So definitely take advantage of the discount code. Collagen is something that I feel like I don't really see like deals on that often. Like they don't really go on sale and stuff like that. So the 10% off really does help, especially if you do like a bigger order to try a few of their different kinds. Yep. So thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode and we'll see you next week. Hi, we're here with a very exciting guest today, Carolyn Yashannon. She is the founder of Copina Co. and she'll tell you all about that, but we're so excited to have you. So welcome, Carolyn. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. Yes, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Do you want to start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from, where you live now, where you went to school, just Carolyn in a nutshell? 
Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on. I love the mission of your podcast. And I think that it's really important to bring people into the fold uh, in the movement of wellness and let people know faces and spirits behind the products that they love. So as you guys mentioned, I'm Carolyn. I'm the founder of Copinico. Copinico makes plant-based collagen boost blends that help you boost your hair, skin, and nails without having to consume any animal products. And we're on a mission to help you enjoy more plants deliciously in your day and also have a more positive definition of beauty out there. We love that. Yeah, which I think is really important and is something that I'm very mindful of is a lot of the founding of Copinico was centered around me getting tired of having how people talk to us in beauty marketing. And Copinico is about choosing to do something good for your body because you love yourself instead of feeling like you have to buy a product as a ticket to get to one set standard of beauty. Yeah, I love that. And when we've talked previously before recording this, I loved what you said about approaching wellness and approaching this whole industry, if you call it, with just like an open mind and that nothing is one size fits all. And that fits so well with mostly balanced and how Mia and I think, and a lot of what started this podcast for us. So I think we really clicked from the first time we talked and we're so excited just to hear more about the story. Mia and I both love collagen. I love the idea that Copina is plant-based. We were talking about that a little bit before recording as well, but do you want to explain to our listeners who might not know like what collagen even is and maybe how you consume it? I know you mentioned you can put it in baked goods and everything like that, but some people I'll tell them like, oh, you want better hair, skin, and nails? Like start taking collagen and their first question is, oh, well, what do you put it in or how do you actually consume it? 100%, 100%. And So it's funny, I started taking it a while ago and personally it didn't agree with my system very well and I didn't realize something about it that I think a lot of people don't know because a lot of people ask all the time, oh, are collagen supplements vegan? Like are collagen peptides vegan? And the the answer is mostly no. So the collagen protein is something that our body makes. It is one of the essential building blocks in our bodies. It's part of that connective tissue between our joints under our skin and helps us have supple skin, strong hair, strong nails. It's something that our body generates, but we generate less of it over time, researchers said, after about the age of 25. So what collagen supplements do is there are a few ways of going about it. The typical collagen supplements, despite what most people might think, are not coming from plants. They're coming from cow hides or fish skins or eggshells. And a lot of people maybe don't want to eat that. And I certainly love, I love how you guys talk about balance. You don't have to be completely vegan to enjoy a plant-based product. You can have plants pretty much any time in your day. I think it's a great way to boost your skin. And that's why I've started a company around it, which brings me to the second way of getting more collagen, which is by supercharging your body. Your body's pretty cool, right? It does a lot of things for you, making us breathe right now. It also does produce more collagen. Like that's already something that it knows how to do. But since it produces less of it over time as we age, sometimes it needs help. So what plant-based collagen boosters do and what Copinico does are ingredients like organic tremella mushroom extract, bamboo leaf extract, grapeseed extract, hyaluronic acid, emla, help your body naturally produce more collagen on its own. These are herbalist-backed and research-backed ingredients that have been shown to help your body's 
production of collagen increase. So you can get the same hair, skin, and nail benefits without having to consume animal products. Wow, that's so cool. Honestly, it's completely changed my hair and skin. And so I'm so excited to share it with everyone. Yeah, it's so cool. It's not just like a supplement that you're consuming. It's actually helping your body produce more of what it naturally produces. I love that. Yeah. And you have so many recipes. I noticed that you incorporate your product (laughs) in. So getting back to how you consume that, are you putting it in smoothies? Are you baking with it? Are you drinking it in coffee? I mean, I'm sure you can consume it always, but what are your preferred methods? What would you tell someone just starting out with collagen? Oh, okay. Well, I guess that makes me have to pick a recipe, which is a hard thing, but okay. So there are a few ways of using it. Popinico is great and I made it super flexible so you can have it in so many different ways. Classic way, number one, mix it with hand frother or blender with hot water or hot oat milk, hot nut milk. A cacao con makes a great adult hot cocoa with skin boosting benefits. The matcha booty is like a matcha latte. A lot of people use the original booty as a coffee creamer. So people use them in like hot drinks or as supplements to their drinks. Like people put them in coffee or lattes. I love putting them in my smoothies as a boost because they're packed really well with plant botanicals. So I know I'm getting good stuff to start my day and help me boost my skin. And I also love baking them and putting them in energy balls. I'm completely neurotic about just how colorful and bright I love my food. It's so embarrassing. So you'll see a lot of very colorful recipes on the Copinico website. All of them are done by me. They're all very colorful and very vibrant and taste very good. And they will show you. I was going to say, I think I saw on your, I don't know if it was the Copina Instagram or your Instagram, these blue energy ball type things. Yeah. You posted yeah. And like matcha muffins, all the prettiest, brightest food, which I love too. It's beautiful. I think food should be fun, right? You know? Exactly. Yeah, because we had so much junk food when we were growing up was super fun and colorful and maybe we should make health food a little more that way. Yeah. I mean, we talked obviously now a little bit about what Copina is, what collagen is, but I feel like we're ignoring the elephant in the room that this is the company that you started from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so that is amazing. And we want to hear more about how it came to be about your, I'm sure you have a story about your own health journey that led you to create this. I do. I do. Thank you for asking, first of all. And Copinico was something I've been working on for, so I'd set the intention for a few years to start a company. I've always wanted to do that. It took me about nine months of development work at nights and on weekends to get it off the ground. And I finally launched in February. But what inspired the brand was my own experience with beauty standards and acne actually. So when I was a teenager, I had the sincere pleasure of being the first to get acne in my grade. Like I remember the kid that I had a crush on being like, what are those pizza dots on your face? In the middle oh, of no. <laughs> and so I remember, I just have these memories of having those visions of beauty and what it's acceptable for a woman to look like so deeply steeped in my consciousness, even as, you know, what was I 11 years old? at that time. So went to the dermatologist really right away. And I was very upset about it. And my dermatologist put me on what what I see now is pretty widely used, pretty harsh medication to treat acne. So I was on, I think, three years of oral antibiotics as a teenager. I went on Accutane for the first time when I went to college. You know, I went on almost every over-the-counter medication for acne in high school and college, and then ended up doing Accutane a second time during my junior year of college. And all of that was kind of predicated on the the notion, as I look back on 
I'm not meeting the standard of beauty that people have set and that's not acceptable. And therefore it is something I should do anything to fix this, right? You know, not, hey, Carolyn, maybe your body is trying to tell you something about right. an internal imbalance going on. Maybe you should, you know, check things out. Instead, it was like, hey, you're doing something wrong. Like you need to be fixed. And so I remember I had a few years where my skin was kind of not acting up. And it's so funny looking back because I remember the stupid things that you stressed out about, you know, when I was first starting to date, like, <gasps> what if someone sees me without my makeup on? Like, how is that going to work? This boy sees me without my makeup on. <laughs> Just stupid stuff. But my acne ended up coming back really, really aggressively when I turned 25. And I've done a lot of research and it's actually a pretty common thing. There are hormone changes that tend to happen around that time. But for me, I was really devastated by that because I still was so hung up on these notions of perfection, these notions of looking like someone else. And I was like, what do I got to do to my dermatologist? And she's like, look, you have done justified everything. If you want to go on a third round of Accutane, we can start that I had this moment where I was like you do not feel good your hair is pretty unhealthy your digestion is terrible you have this really painful acne all over your face you drink a lot of smoothies girl you know you love healthy things but maybe you can dive deeper into this wellness thing maybe your body is trying to tell you stuff so at that time I started reading more books about Ayurveda there's an amazing book by the founder of Pratima Skincare that was the first time I heard anyone talk about any kind of professional talk about the link between digestion and stress and hormones in your skin and that notion of your skin being a reflection of an internal imbalance and that to fix your skin, you have to look inside. I was like, wow, that sounds an awful lot like being kind to yourself. Maybe I should try doing that. And I ended up going to a holistic doctor and was kind of like, okay, this might take longer. I'll give it, you know, six months. We'll see how this goes. And if it doesn't go back, I'll go back and do my thing. And I ended up finding out that I had candida at the time, probably from being on oral antibiotics for so long. My hormones were off balance and I was eating foods that I shouldn't. Dairy doesn't agree with me. I eat meat a few times a month. I'm not vegan, but I predominantly don't eat meat. And that was something that's actually good for my system. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Can I ask very quickly how you found that out? Like, did she run specific tests? Yes. So this is actually a really interesting experience. And by the way, I want to say I get a lot of messages from people asking me very, very specific things. And I just want to tell people that I'm not a licensed medical expert and I'm so happy to share my own opinion, but there are so many amazing professionals out there in the holistic medicine and herbal medicine world. I've worked with them on Coquinico and I really encourage you to check that out. A resource for finding a holistic doctor is Rupa Health. There are a lot more coming up just on the internet. I found mine off Google searches, but what I was looking for I was actually listening to a podcast where this guy was talking about his acne experience and he mentioned getting functional medicine tests. I'm sorry if this is so long-winded, but I was, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what's a functional medicine test? I need to figure that out because there's no like, that's not intuitive. Right. You don't go to your doctor growing up having them tell you this. And I remember going to my normal doctor and being like, I need a functional medicine test. And they're like, what the heck is that? So I'm like, okay, this is kind of gross. I would like you to please analyze things coming out of my body. Like this is super gross. I'm just going to say, you have to get your poop analyzed and then <laughs> you have to do blood tests and you have to like pee on a stick. 
for so you told your regular doctor, like, this is what I want you to do? Yeah, so I did. And actually, so I wanted to get this done, but I had to get a referral. My doctor told me we won't do it because there's no link proven between what is going on in your gastrointestinal stuff, which is what they considered that, and dermatology and your acne stuff, right. which is crazy. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go find a naturopath and basically ended up doing urine and stool tests and looked at my hormone levels for about a week. And what's really cool is they were able to look at, okay, what's the specific type of candida in your body? What are specific things that it responded to? Like for me personally, mine responded to grapeseed extract, helped to get rid of it. And I was able to heal myself from within. And my doctor was talking about things like, hey, make sure you're drinking a lot of water and going on a walk. And are you meditating often? How are you controlling your stress? And it was like, wow, you know, no one talks about this stuff. And so for me, what inspired Hopinico was an awakening about the power of plant medicine to heal. And I mentioned that I'd been experimenting with collagen at the time, and I was so interested in plant-based alternatives and really got into the world of finding alternative ingredients, but also the healing about standards of beauty and realizing that you have to treat your body well. We're just given one and that you deserve to feel really good. And I had this really interesting experience. I love tasty things. Like what if I could combine tasty things that are super delicious with positive beauty messaging and plants that help your body do good things. Wouldn't that be awesome? So worked really hard to do that. And um, thank you. And thank you for sharing that story of how that all came to be, that all of those pieces fit together of the beauty industry and finding out what is actually happening in your body and treating it the correct way rather than putting a bandaid on it. All of that really resonated with me because I started getting acne when I was in my early to mid twenties, when I felt like that was an issue that should be going away for people at this age. Yeah, you're like, I put in my time. (laughs) What is this? And it was so true. I think we talked about this a bit on our first call, like the feeling of not wanting to leave the house and feeling like something is wrong with you. And it just, it's a real downer. And I went on the runaround of dermatologists and doctors and antibiotics and all of these harsh medications. And I love that you found such a natural and holistic approach and then created your own product that really encompasses all of those things, including changing the beauty standards and how that messaging comes across. I believe so much in your product. You know, we're all still dealing with these skin and hair and nail issues. Yeah. I Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. One thing I noticed, I don't think women talk about flaws quote unquote, which I I hate that word, but I don't think women talk about that stuff enough. Similar to you, when I was going through this stuff, I just was so obsessed with hiding it. I mean, I would do anything to hide my acne. I had on cakes of makeup, would never take off my makeup in front of everyone. Like if I went to the pool, would not get my face in the water and was just like, oh my gosh, what if someone finds out? And it would make me really upset. And I decided that it would be healthy and somewhat cathartic to talk about it on the internet, which is probably not a normal response. But actually, Copenico started out as my personal blog. And you can see, like, I've done postings about my acne story. But talking about that really created a really amazing response where there are all these people sharing, wow, I'm going through this too. No one talks about this. 
I felt so terrible about this for a long time. Like, thank you for talking about it. So I think that even just saying this is who I am and accepting yourself is such an, an enormous, important part of healing. Acne is just one example, but there, there are so many examples to talk about for women. Yeah, definitely. And I know, of course, you mentioned you're not a doctor, so I'm not asking you to give medical advice. But since a lot of your journey was kind of around hormonal imbalances, so at that time you went to the holistic doctor, you figured out a lot of what was going on, and then you healed it, and now it's healed? Or do you feel like it's something that you're always dealing with? Yeah, so I think this is such an interesting conversation. First of all, one thing that the herbalists that I talk to and that I've worked with are always mentioning is that herbs and botanicals affect us in entirely different ways. Foods affect us in entirely different ways. Medicines do. Every body is different. And I never want to give the impression to anyone that there's a fix. Because first of all, there's nothing inherently wrong with you. You are beautiful the way you are. But secondly, I think health is an ongoing thing. Like, hey, I'm starting a company. I was stressed out earlier today. I didn't sleep very much. Like I have a giant zit on my face right now. That's okay. That still happens. I don't have what I used to have, which is literally painful scarring acne. Like I was getting really terrible scarring all down my face and cheeks and neck. And I'm able to manage my acne on a regular basis. You know, about every six months I get my blood tested and I see how I'm feeling and how I'm able to manage things. But I think that managing stress, eating good foods, treating your body well, like, you know, we all get different skin when we're eating pizza and chocolate all the time, even though I love chocolate so much. <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? So much of the environment too affects our skin. And I think it's important to accept that life is something that's meant to be lived and you aren't meant to be perfect or have perfect mm -hmm. routines, which you guys stand up for. Yeah, um, we really believe in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I hope that helps answer your question. Yeah, it does. I'm curious what your thoughts are on hormonal birth control. You know, I think it's something that's so personal. And for me, I think that it's something that is between every woman and their bodies and their doctor to really figure out. I know that I've had my own personal private journey with it. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that answer. It's going to be different for everybody. Right. After you found the holistic approach and started to change, whether it was eating habits, learning what you were intolerant to or making changes, was it a gradual feeling better, gradually seeing your skin change? Was that incorporating a new lifestyle or a new mindset? How long did you feel like that took to see changes, but also feel changes? Because I think a lot of the work you spoke about was a little bit of training your mind to just reframe the situation and focus a little bit more on being kind to yourself in addition to those changes you made to your diet and nutrition. 100%. Look, I don't want to overcomplicate health. I think that you are going to feel 100% amazing if you're drinking more water, if you're getting good sleep, if you are calling your friends, saying hello to your loved ones. Like Those are easy things that you can do to improve your wellness right now. I feel amazing when I have Copinaco products. I noticed the difference in my hair and skin. For me, there were kind of two pieces to my journey was my acne health and then my gut health. And those both healed, gosh, it took about a year. It wasn't an overnight process because it's not like taking a pill. You really have to reframe how you're living. So yeah, during that process, you know, it wasn't as if 
oh, take this and in 30 days, like the infomercial, you have clear skin. It was really like, okay, you know, this is going to take a long time. But I think that my skin took a long time to clear up. But right away, I noticed my digestion clearing up. I really had terrible digestion for years and felt terrible all the time. And I think I was so used to feeling terrible. And digestive issues are actually super common and are not treated for their root cause all the time. But that was the biggest, I think, difference that I did notice right away, right away being, you know, a month or two later. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were fairly healthy before. It's not like you were eating like a ton of junk food. You liked your smoothies and everything like that. And we've had a couple different holistic healthcare practitioners on the podcast that we've spoken to. And we do find it so important that you really treat the root cause. A holistic doctor that I work with has said to me so many times, like you can eat all the kale you want, but if there's something inside of you that like needs to be healed, your body's not going to absorb that correctly and Mm -hmm. you're not going to be as healthy as you should be. So Uh, yes. Okay. You're preaching to the choir. So (laughs) I was actually, I was vegan and gluten-free and I still eat primarily plants, like 90% plants, but I was vegan and gluten-free for three years before my acne started getting bad. And before all this happened, I was kind of like, wait a minute, I'm doing all the right stuff. Like, give me my clear skin. I am putting in the work. What the heck? Why don't I feel good? You know, why is this happening? I'm drinking kombucha, uh, eating gluten-free and vegan. But yeah, it was a lot of these harsh treatments just kind of screwed with my system. So I needed a little help. When you were going through this process, like you just said, it wasn't overnight unless you're slapping on a Band-Aid or maybe taking an antibiotic, these changes take time. So if someone's going through that, did you have days where you felt down and still felt frustrated? And how did you manage that and stay positive and stick with this change? Yeah, I think that mindset is such a huge part of wellness. And I think that wellness has a few points. Like wellness is how we feel and kind of what we do. So for me, my wellness is feeling good, treating my body well, chasing my dreams. So starting a company, which is inherently stressful, changing your body is inherently stressful too. I think managing that stress is reminding yourself of who you are fundamentally. Whoever is listening to this, there are certain elemental parts of you that literally nothing in the world can change. I mean, we are talking right after a few really tumultuous weeks that are prompting an awakening. We are talking after a pandemic, but you are still here. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, I love writing things down. I'm obsessed with it. I'm a list person. I just get such a high off crossing things off, but I love writing down what exactly I'm afraid of. What's the worst thing I think could happen? When I was doing my acne healing, it was like, oh, you know, what if it takes six months to get, you know, to get, well, it took a year and a half. I lived. And then in starting a business, it's like, I was afraid. I didn't start my business sooner because I was afraid to put myself out there for a really long time. You know, I look back and I've had a lot of good ideas, but I think that you have to really grapple with fear. And I was afraid that something would go wrong. Well, something is always going to go wrong. And no day is going to be perfect. Today wasn't perfect. I made really good progress today. I also had things that sucked. And I think that knowing that certain parts of you that nothing can touch is really important for any challenge. And that's a really important part of wellness. 
Yeah, that's a great segue because I wanted to ask a little bit about starting your own business. I'm sure you had so many days where it was just something you were thinking about, but maybe felt unattainable. And I think that I love what you said about like, what if it takes six months to heal my acne? And then it took a year and a half, but you're still here. Yeah. I always think that when I start to think, oh, but it's going to take forever. I'm like, okay, well, the time is still going to pass and I'm either going to do it during that time or I'm not going to, but either way, you're still going to be here at the end. Mm -hmm. So what were some of like the biggest, not hurdles, but like what were some of the biggest theoretical hurdles in your mind that might have stopped you or delayed you because you thought one aspect of creating your own business would be so hard? Was it the idea of putting yourself out there? Was it like actually making the product or like what was it that really made you? Yeah, well, and first of all, I mean, you guys launched a podcast, which is not easy. And congratulations to you guys. I mean, I think the platform you guys are creating is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So for me, my, literally my worst fear is putting myself out there. And yet I like have a public Instagram starting to company. And so I think that being brave is not about the lack of fear, but sort of meeting those head on and be like, I'm just going to go for it anyway. For me, for a long time, I was just afraid, well, what if it's not perfect? What if something goes wrong? What if someone says something, you know, so afraid of just what people would think for a long time. But for me, I'd known for a long time that I wanted to start a business I was thinking about a lot of different ideas and at the time was consuming a lot of collagen and not really feeling good. Like I just did not feel good with my body. So the idea actually came to me pretty quickly, like around the time I was married. I think I was literally thinking about this on my honeymoon, <laughs> which shows how neurotic I am, um, which is last <laughs> May. But I think that breaking down big goals into little smaller ones is something that this sounds so tacky, but high school sports really helped me to think about. I had really good coaches when I was growing up. My high school rowing coach was a former NCAA coxswain, Remy Hitomi, and she was like just this amazing powerhouse. She kind of taught me that, you know, when you have something really big and insurmountable, we wanted to win the national championship. We ended up getting third that year, but breaking it down into smaller goals and really just that next best thing is how you get that done. So I was like, okay, I want to start a company. Like I want to launch Copina Kill. And my husband is active duty Navy. And he at the time was set to deploy in late January. So I was like, okay, that's going to be hard, but this is a cool opportunity. Like, wow, I can be a hermit for like however many months starting a company. Like I can do that. Cool. Okay. Hmm. How do I get from ideation to actually having something out there? I just kind of broke things down into the next things that would move the needle. I know that probably sounds like such a lame answer. Like right now, I'm trying to launch into retail. I would love to be in a hundred stores, but I'm going to focus on this next one store in front of me. So for me, I was like, all right, I'm going to find great ingredients. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to talk to herbalists. I'm going to make sure they taste great. Then I'm going to see how to find great suppliers, how they cost, do a heck of a lot of Googling, get second opinions from professionals. I'd love to figure out packaging, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, all the packaging is so cute. Yeah. So it's like, oh, all thank the you. Thank you. you. I, I worked with a friend on it. I think I was driving her crazy because we were going back and forth on months on like the colors of squiggles. Um, but, 
But thank you, thank you so much. But little things, like I knew in my mind what I wanted people to feel. And I've always been so passionate and like fascinated by consumer products. I wanted someone to hold whatever I was creating and be like, oh, this effing tastes amazing. But also this makes me feel so confident and powerful. And so I was really inspired by that imagery from like 70s, 60s, 70s, like women's empowerment movements. So I loved those kind of fonts. I loved sort of retro-ish graphics, which is how some of that inspiration came about. Like I knew that I wanted that to be a part of my design and that that was an important part of the brand. But I mean, things aren't going to be perfect. You know, Copinico is, I self-funded this. I used money from having an Instagram that I got paid partnerships with for a year. I had, you know, a few thousand dollars. I wanted to be really smart with my money when I started. So I did not want to do printed bags. And if you don't do printed bags, you have to sticker them. Well, on launch weekend, my sticker shipment got messed up. So I didn't have it. So I was making all of them at a local facility, but I had to literally get all of my first round of stickers printed at FedEx office and was like <laughs> negotiating with them at the counter to get the best sticker printed. <laughs> so exorbitantly expensive, but I literally hand cut them out like with my mom for two days to try to get them right. And I remember looking at them and being like, this looks like crap, this looks like crap. Like, oh my gosh, you know, this is horrible. Like you, you say these negative things in your mind and it ended up being great and cool. And people who got them were like, oh my gosh, I feel like the OG in the club, in the no people that I got the hand cut labels. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. See, um, it ended up being a really cool coveted thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But for me, product is always the most important thing. And just trying to be adaptive and have fun with things and trying to find the fun is really important. Like there's always something we can do. I'm somewhat crazy, but I just have to believe. I have to believe that there's always something we can do to achieve a goal, to move forward. And so I try to like find the fun and see things as more of a game, a game that's being played with money at high stakes, but, <laughs> but, but see things as as a game and find the fun and find the and find the joy because why are you going to do something if it's not fun too right exactly yeah did you ever think about doing it with a partner or was it always a solo mission i mean obviously you had a ton of people you worked with that like helped you get it off the ground but was there a friend that you talked to a lot about it or was it always just your idea you know, it was my idea off the bat, and I know people work in different ways. I certainly have had so many people inspire me, and I know a lot of people have had founders and have had co-founders and have really had that person to lean on. I've kind of just pastored so many people for advice along the way that maybe I've looped them into being that person for me. <laughs> I will call anyone and be like, what do you think of this? So no, no, I didn't have a co-founder right off the bat, but I will say my husband, Alex has been, I mean, I did this in our first year of marriage and he's, he's, he's been just unbelievably supportive and is Mr. Cool, Calm and Collected, like very into philosophy of stoicism and will help me break down and analyze problems in a, in a really good and healthy way. And I feel like I've been able to move forward in a rational way that my other side of the brain mind wouldn't be able to do <laughs> without him at all. Right. That's a really great partner to have. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. He's amazing. So you guys launched last February, you said, right? This February, February this 9th February. of this year. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, before we, yeah, yeah. So, wow. I feel like at this point, I don't even know what month it is anymore, but <laughs> I know, I'm like, what day is it? Yeah. 
Congratulations. That's amazing. It's probably been so awesome to see like the feedback and everything like that. And first of all, we're for everyone listening, we're doing this over a Zoom call and Carolyn has the most amazing skin. So anything that she's consumed, oh, you're so uh, nice. <laughs> you guys should consume too. So <laughs> we will definitely be linking everything in our show notes. But before we do wrap up, we always close with some more rapid fire type questions just to get to know you a little bit. So it's been so awesome to hear more about how your company came to be and a little bit about your journey, but these will just be more fun, lighthearted questions that we can close with. I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right, Mia, you can kick it off. We'd love to ask this because we feel like we know about your business and we see your life on Instagram, but it's always fun to see a little bit of a glimpse into someone's daily routine that you wouldn't normally see. So are you a morning or a night person? And what's the first thing you do when you wake up and the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Okay. So these days starting a company, that means that I am both a morning and a night person by trade. (laughs) And I get these weird bursts of energy, like at night, I'm definitely someone like I naturally wake up really early. So I can tell you a bit about that. I have to have a few hours by myself in the morning to really feel recharged. So I wake up, I pretty immediately chug a ton of water, roll out and stretch. And I have some of the matcha beauty I really like that in the morning to rev up. I try to read some news, try to meditate. Don't beat myself up if that doesn't happen. And I like to move in the mornings. That just sets me right. So I try to do different things. And what's been sort of a blessing during this pandemic has been being forced to be outside more. So I'm actually using my bike a lot more. Like I love biking in the mornings or or today I did Melissa Wood Health Pilates on my mat in my living room. I normally wake up at like six and then I'm starting work at by eight. Sometimes I wake up at 5.30 if I'm really weird. And then what I'm doing at night, I always stretch out. I always have tea. My husband is always telling me to go to bed. Because I'm, always, I'm normally like getting that burst of energy at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. That's sort of a struggle. Like I get so excited and going to bed is not the first thing on my mind. Yeah. Mia's <laughs> both person too, right? Mia, you're morning and night. I think so. I mean, I don't know if that's night because I have trouble sleeping or I also get bursts of energy and sometimes inspiration at night. So I'm definitely not a super early morning person. So I understand that ebb and flow of energy throughout the day. Yeah. 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 So you are married. So what is one must have quality and a significant other for you? I was actually joking with Alex about this question. (laughs) Um, So I think that being calm is an important quality. Alex is super calm and has helped me to bring more mindfulness and that stoicism philosophy into my life and kind of have that space between things that are happening and what's going on in my head. I think it's really helpful for me who's someone who's always looking to move forward to have someone who's like, hey, sit back and think and then we're good to go. He's an amazing partner in that way and I think really balances me. Yeah, honestly, like being calm and just having that support and guidance is such a great quality. And when you spoke about him as being your business partner on the side and giving you great advice, just sounds like you have a a great support system. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you spoke a little bit about your morning routine, getting out and moving or doing some Pilates or meditating, but what is your favorite method of self-care? Honestly, these days, walking without my phone. I'm on my phone so much. And I think I've realized just with the crazy news cycle and everything out there, how important it is to unplug from my device. I love going on my bike because I'm not on my phone. 
and Mm -hmm. just noticing things around us. Like there are so many beautiful things around us, the birds, the light, the clouds that we just don't notice all the time. And I think that's such an abundance of self-care that we can tune into if we choose to. Yeah, that's, it's so interesting because I was on a walk earlier before we started recording and I was actually thinking about that. Like I love listening to music when I walk. I'm like such a music person, but before phones, people weren't just like every time they stepped outside listening to something. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to think more and more lately or trying to stop myself from like putting on a podcast, putting on music, like every time I step outside, like maybe I just walk to the grocery store and don't have something in my ears and just like look around. And it's actually like really calming. That's so funny because I'm on my walk right before this too. I did the same exact thing. I like actively looked at my headphones and I said, no, I'm not bringing them. I feel like I'd never have a moment like just with myself. And it was just so freeing. That's so funny. We all kind of have a very similar experience with that. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's this weird pressure too to always be productive in what we're doing too. And so it's nice to sort of have time where you're just like, all right, I'm not executing. I'm not going to be learning a new skill. I'm not going to be learning Chinese. I'm just going to be in this moment right now. Yeah. So what is one food you can't live without? Chocolate. 85% dark sea salt chocolate. (laughs) Very specifically. (laughs) But uh, yes, love having a few squares of chocolate. And like, I always have this with some cacao calm at night. Like I love winding down with that. I really love a good piece of dark chocolate at night. I'm with you on Um, that. Yeah. I want it right now. (laughs) That sounds so good. What is your proudest moment? Oh my gosh, this is going to make me tear up. Um, My youngest sister actually said that she enjoyed hanging out with me, which (laughs) sounds kind of weird. So a little context. My youngest sister, my parents were really involved in something big for a few years when she was in high school. So during the week, I would take care of her and- she would just rag on my vegan food that I was cooking for her all the time and would be like, who are you to tell me to do my homework? And we just fought all the time for a few years, but we look back on that time and it was such a beautiful thing. And I was like her weekday mom with zero authority. But I think my proudest moment was, you know, I joke about her saying, oh, I really love the food that you're having. But I think that my relationship with her really developing And us both looking back on that time as something good is probably my proudest moment. That's so nice. What's the age difference between you and your sister? Eight and a half years. So I'm the middle kid. I have older sister who's three years older than me. So she's 10 years older than Paige. And then Paige is seven and a half years younger than me. So my older sister has some semblance of authority with Paige, especially when Mm -hmm. we were growing up. But with me, it's just like, what are you saying? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love that though. I have sisters and I feel that we've gotten a lot closer since we've gotten older because also with the age difference, like I feel Mm -hmm. my oldest sister is also eight years older than me, but now it doesn't seem like such a big difference once you're a little bit older. So that's definitely a proud moment. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wrap up with one final question. So I think this one would be good for you. So what's advice you would give to yourself 10 years ago? Failure is how you move forward. Don't be afraid of failing. I'm obviously such a Brene Brown junkie, but I am going to make mistakes every day. And that is just how I'm going to learn. You're going to make mistakes. We're going to try things. We're going to fail. They're not going to work out. Some things will like... I think that sometimes we have a culture of perfectionism, especially with social media. And what I would tell myself, especially as someone who kept myself from starting a business for a few years because of being afraid to make a mistake, like 
what, what is that? So I would tell myself too, that failure is such an important part of life and is a gift. Right. I think that's advice we could all use and definitely just something to keep in mind is, you know, we work on this podcast and you continue to grow at Copinico. Great advice for us all. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm really honored to be on. And I know we're chatting on Zoom, but it's been amazing to chat with you guys. What you guys are doing is incredible and I'm excited to see where it goes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. And we can't wait until we can travel again and we can all meet up in San Diego. That (laughs) will be amazing. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. Yes, amazing. So can you please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? And I guess is Copina, is it just copinaco.com? Uh, yes, copinaco.com. That's C-O-P-I-N-A-C-O.com. We're on all the socials at Copinaco. You can also find us online at Bubble Goods, and we're announcing new retail stores coming up soon. Awesome. Check out, yeah, which is very exciting. So you can check out all of that information on Word to Buy Us on our website. All amazing sales and everything like that are also on there. Amazing. And we'll link all of that in the show notes as well. But everyone definitely go and follow Carolyn on Instagram, find out more about where they'll be available in retail. And look out, of course, on our Instagram, because we will definitely be trying out some recipes with the Copinaco products. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, find us on Instagram at mostly underscore balance. And if you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and tune in next week for another great guest.